You're listening to the teaching ministry of Discovery Church in Bristol, Tennessee. For more information about Discovery, or for more free audio content, please visit discoverybristol.com. Well, it is a crazy time, right? Uh, before we get into the message, we, we got a funny video uh, that's kind of going to introduce our Christmas series, but I just wanted to have a moment just to speak with you guys, uh, to speak with you here, to speak with you at home. Uh, it's a crazy time. And, and so this week, the, the elders met, and uh, we, we were on a Zoom call, and we were, we were advised by a person that I highly respect uh, in the medical field that said, we need to shut down, that churches need to shut down and to prevent the spread of this. And, and so this was a very heavy meeting, and, and from that meeting, uh, we concluded, we don't want to shut down, we don't want to stop meeting we don't want to stop worshiping together and just be online only. And, and so we decided, okay, we'll, we'll have everyone wear masks if that means that we can still meet. So I sent out an email that we would all wear masks. And, and then it's just been so heavy on my heart. And people, some people are happy. Some people are upset. Some people are watching at home because now that we have to wear a mask, some people are watching at home because not everyone's wearing a mask. And, and everywhere in between. And, and so last night, um, and some people can't wear a mask. Uh, for myself, I, I have asthma, and, and the mask gives me an asthma attack almost every time I wear it. And so that's what I know. There's no way I'd make it through the message with that on. And so I have my mask for when the band comes back up. I told them the cue. We, we joked that the cue to come on stage would be when I put my mask back on. But last night, I was just this, this weight, right? And so I thought... And this doesn't happen very often, but I'm going running, all right? And this is, I'm sure this will help. And so I put two of the kids down, and, and Sarah was here working, uh, redoing the fireside room. If, you should go check that out. It's amazing. And, and so I, I told Abby, I said, hey, I'm headed to go for a run. And that run, I made it to the driveway, and then it turned into a walk. And so I went for a walk, and, and I just was worked up. And it, it was either that or I was just going to stay home and eat. That's usually what I do is just eat a lot. And so I went for a walk, and I talked to God, and, uh, and, and I just was like, oh, what do I do? I can't make everybody happy. It seems like I'm not making anyone happy. I want to make you happy, Lord. And he said, rest in me. And the passage from Philippians, the last chapter that we looked at just a couple weeks ago, spoke and jumped in my head. And so I brought it up on my phone, and I listened to that. And I want to read a verse to you from that. Do not, verse Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I heard that. And I went and rewound that part and listened to it again. And I just prayed. And all this worry and anxiety that I had built up, it felt like it went away and this peace of Jesus came over. And I, and I went home and I asked Abby if she wanted to play a card game with me. And, and then the anxiety and worry came back and I ate a donut, mac and cheese, and a cookie. But, but like I said, the walking was better. Um, but then I prayed that again. And this morning I've prayed it multiple times. And I just want to share with you that, that if you're here, we love you. If you're at home, we love you. We're just trying to do what, is, what we see God leading us to do. And if that means that if you can wear a mask, then great. If it means that we can still meet. 
And so I just want to address that and, and very powerfully and want to pray specifically about this COVID situation. It, it's in our area, as you guys know, at, at the beginning of the, the COVID time, we made these care packages because we thought, okay, there'll be some people in our church. We had 10 of them. They've been sitting in our conference room for months, none of them being touched. In the past month, we're now down to four. And so, and there's a, a, a message this morning on Facebook uh, for the viewers. And, and I just want to pray, pray for that message. It was Angela Foster had shared that her and Donnie are at home with COVID. And Donnie's father, James Foster, is in the hospital with COVID and, and asked for prayer. And so I know Angela's not a unique situation. You guys all know probably someone that has it. But if right now we can just go to God in prayer. This is an unknown time. Everyone's got opinions and, and there's decisions. And, and I want to just be able to pr- let it all go. Let all of our worry, let all of our anxiety, all of our frustration go and present it to the Lord that we would have his peace. So if you'll pray with me. Lord, we lift up Angela and Donnie. We lift up James in the hospital. God, we lift up all those that are, that are feeling the suffering of COVID, all those that are affected in some way. Lord, I lift up the hearts of everyone here, the people watching online, the people uh, all over, that we might be able to seek you. God, that this would be a time that instead of frustration, that we could turn to you. That in time of worry or anxiety, we would turn to you. God, I pray that we would find peace in you. Lord, we lift this up in your name. Amen. This Christmas series, we got this funny, funny video that we want to show, and it's this, this whole series is working through a documentary, uh, a, a docu, not documentary, docudrama, something docu, I don't know, uh, mockumentary, mockumentary, mockumentary. Ah. We should start that all over. They were actually just supposed to cue the video, and I was going to introduce it right now. That was a mistake. So, with that said, let's go ahead and watch this video. The glory of Christmas. Uh, I love Christmas, especially growing up. Christmas seemed so glorious, right? The Hebrew word for glory is kavod. And this idea of, of kavod is this idea of glory, of something great, something magnificent. And, and that's what Christmas was growing up. I, I loved Christmas. I don't know about you guys. I think most kids do. I loved everything about it. We would go to my dad's uh, store. He had a store in a mall. And I'd see that Santa, and we'd get to have Chick-fil-A, and it was awesome. And I loved all the decorations. I loved Christmas music. I still do. We listened to it this week at, at, at a meal. I came and said, is it too early? And I hit play and we listened to Christmas music. Uh, I loved the, loved the lights as a little kid. We'd go around and see these great displays in town. Loved everything about the glory of Christmas. The, the story of Jesus' birth, uh, I remember one of our decorations, we had a nativity set, and we would race to find out, my sister and I, who would get to find Jesus, because all the pieces are wrapped up, it was a fragile set, and so we would unroll, the, oh, it's a wise man, drop it, and unroll, oh, it's just Mary, drop it, and then we'd just race to find Jesus, but then when we were done, my mom would read the Christmas story, the, the story from the Bible, and I loved the glory of Christmas. Kavad can be used in two different ways. It can mean glory and grand. That same word can also mean weight. Like a weight. Like a, a heaviness. 
a, 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 almost a burden. The kavod of Christmas, the weight of Christmas is real too. That I don't know about you, but sometimes as an adult, Christmas just seems more stressful. It brings anxiety, brings worry. This, this week, this weekend, uh, we try to get a Christmas picture to send and put on our Christmas cards, right? And, and if you've ever tried to do that, you know the chaos and the mistake that that was, right? And so we had just trying to get everyone out the door to take this one picture, included crying and temper tantrums and, and fits and changing of clothes, and that was just me. And, you know, we finally got out the door, and we get to the place, and we're, we meet Bill, Sarah's dad, and we're at the old post office building downtown and then trying to get a two-year-old, five-year-old, 10-year-old, 12-year-old and a guy with attention problems to focus and smile at one spot was impossible. And so we took dozens of pictures in different positions and different ways and, and we had threats of punishment. We had bribery that this that might work. We had everything imaginable just to find one that we could all be smiling and looking in the same direction. And every time a car went by, a truck, we'd all light up, and, and, but we'd be looking at the truck, and, and so that, that seemed impossible. We finally get this photo, go home, and we go online to, to place it in the, the program that we're ordering it, and we get the card in, and we go to purchase it, and it disappears. And think, all right, so Sarah tries another one, and we go to order it, and it disappears again, and so something so simple was so frustrating, something that should be joyful. Just sending a card to friends and family ended up just being so aggravating. It seems to be the weight of Christmas, right? Maybe you guys know what it's like. Maybe there's someone in your life that you have to send the right gift to or you know you're going to get judged if you don't. Maybe there's someone that you feel like the weight of the Christmas party or of the right Christmas meal, the, the right gift or to be able to do the right thing, the right decorations, and it's all just so much. Maybe the way to Christmas, it's been a hard year. Resources aren't the same as they once were. And now you have the weight of trying to make the decision on how to make and purchase gifts and still pay bills. The weight, the kavod of Christmas. It's glorious and it's weighty. And so as we're going into this Christmas season, I just wanted to begin by looking at that. That this mother, this Mary, she was not expecting this, Right? The glorious Christmas has become a weight for her. She's a mother with two kids in college, and now she has one on the way. She's paying college tuition and for diapers. The weight of a child being born was very real for her, and I'm sure it was for Mary long ago. And so as we go into looking at Christmas, I just want to dive into this, this idea of the kavod of Christmas, the glory and the weight, and how can we can pursue the glory over the weight. And to do that, I want to start with a story that you're probably familiar with, not one that you would expect at a Christmas message, but a story that we all know. It comes from Luke chapter 10, and it's the story of Mary and Martha. And it says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha's caught up in the weight, the kavod of this moment with Jesus. 
she's caught up in the fact that the hors d'oeuvres aren't correct and the people are in her home and is it everything's perfect. She's caught up in the meal that, that they're going to have later. It isn't fully prepared and she hasn't set the table. There's so many chores to do. Jesus is here. I want to make it perfect. I want everything to be just right. Does that sound familiar at Christmas time? The lights need to be just right. The tree needs to be just right. The gift needs to be just right. The party needs to be just right. Everything needs to be perfect. And so we got this wait. The Christmas card has to be just right and on time. And so Martha is so caught up in the weight of this visit from Jesus. She misses the glory. The passage continues. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Christmas, we get worried about so many things. Really, we just need to focus on one. The birth of Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. The glory of Christmas. The kavod of Christmas. This is what we need to focus on. And this is what Jesus tells Martha. Let go of all that. And this is what I believe Jesus would tell many of us at this, this stressful time. Let go of all that you're holding on to. Let go of the worry of the pandemic. Let go of the worry of, the, of, of your home. Let go of the worry of Christmas. And just focus on me. Find peace in me. I love it. It says the good shepherd will carry you. That's encouraging. He will carry us through our stress and carry us through our anxieties, carry us through our worry, carry us through this holiday season. Carry a pregnant, 31-week pregnant Mary that has two kids in college would carry us through in the midst of maybe unemployment or a stressful time, carry us through a Thanksgiving like we weren't expecting, carry us through the anxiety and worry of just getting a Christmas picture taken. Then maybe we need to let go of all that stress, all that weight, and focus on the glory. Focus on God's plan. Can we do that? Can we focus on that kavod, that aspect of Christmas? We step in the story, the nativity story of Mary. She's a young teenage girl, and she's there, and she's betrothed to be married, engaged to be married to Joseph. She's a, a woman that is found favor in God's eyes, so she obviously is a, a godly woman. She's trying to do her best. Her and Joseph have had a, a, a holy relationship, and, and here she finds out she's pregnant. You guys know the story, but I want to read it again as we dive into this. This passage in Luke chapter 1. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. 
he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Bill Heightfield had sent me a message of what the story might have looked like in modern times. And I loved it. And I just wanted to share that you got Mary and Joseph. And they're pledged to be married. They're engaged. And everyone knows that they've been living a holy life, right? They're the example at their church. The minister has even used them as an example of a healthy relationship. They're excited to get married. Mary's been at Home Depot and she's been picking out cabinets and picking out paint collar for their new home. Joseph is taking on extra work trying to open up his own carpentry shop. He's got a friend from church that's, that's been helping him and putting in extra hours so that they can get this thing open on time so he can provide for his wife. And then Mary lays this bombshell. She pulls Joseph aside and says, I gotta tell you something. I'm pregnant. Many thoughts, are <clears throat> many thoughts are rushing through Joseph's mind. First and foremost, he knows he's not the father. And so he's wondering, and she says, before your mind races, I haven't been with anyone else. Let me tell you what the angel said. And so she tells him, and he doubts, but then he has a dream, and the Lord comes and tells him and confirms this message. And so now you have Mary and Joseph who know that she's pregnant and are terrified and don't know what to do. Then Mary begins to show. Word around town talks, and people at church are now turning away from her and shunning her. The once perfect example is now being questioned and set apart the, the people at Home Depot are no longer as friendly to help her you know, figure out the details of her home. And her, Joseph's friend has backed off and said, you know, I, I got something else to do. So he can't even get the shop open on time. People are talking about him, turn their backs on him. And this is where Mary and Joseph find themselves. The weight and the glory of that first Christmas. She's having the Son of God, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. How amazing and wonderful is that? And also the weight of everyone's judging them and questioning them and putting their criticism on them. The weight of that Christmas. And so, here we are at that first Christmas. Even then, Christmas was filled with glory and weight. What a crazy plan, right? It's obviously, it's got to be of God because this is not something anything man would have created. Why would he come through this little innocent Jewish girl? Why would he come through a peasant? Why would he not send the son of God Most High through a king or something like that? Obviously, this isn't the plan that Mary and Joseph had for their life. The Mary in our video, this was not the plan she had. To be pregnant again? 
to have diapers again? For a lot of us, this isn't the plan we had for our life right now, right? This wasn't the plan to be facing unemployment and looking for a job. This wasn't the plan to not be able to, to be with that relative. This wasn't the plan to, to have the stress of what's going on. This wasn't the plan that we had intended for this year, for 2020, let alone for Thanksgiving and Christmas. This wasn't our plan. But the good shepherd will carry you. God carried Mary and Joseph through that. God carried Mary and Joseph and guided them to Egypt when, the, when death was going to come for Jesus. God guided Mary and Joseph as they raised this boy. God will carry you and I through the worry, the anxiety, the fear, through the weight and the glory of Christmas. These might not be our plans. And very well, I don't know how anyone could have planned what we're all facing right now, right? These aren't our plans. But there is one that knew this was coming. And he has great plans for you and I. I want to share with you some passages that, that if you want, you can look and read. They'll be up on the screen. Maybe you just want to close your eyes and soak these in. These passages of God's plan for you. These passages that remind us of the glory and not the weight of not only Christmas, but the glory and, and not the weight of God. That he has you. That in life as we're facing, we're facing struggles, we're facing fears, we're facing anxieties, it feels like life is just a full of kavod, if life is full of weight. Just coming down on us. Maybe. Maybe some of these verses will help us let go of that weight and embrace the glory that's all around us. So close your eyes if you want. Read with me if you want. Jeremiah 29, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Proverbs 3, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Romans 8, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Proverbs 16, the heart of man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. Proverbs 19, in their hearts humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. 1 Corinthians 2, however, as it is written, what no eye has seen, no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Isaiah 14, the Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I have planned, so it will happen, and as I have purposed, so it will happen. And Jeremiah 1, 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet. To the nations. God has great plans for you and I. God knew what this year would look like. God knew what today would look like. What you would be facing. The weight that you would have on your shoulders. And he's saying, let me carry that weight. Let the good shepherd carry you. Replace that weight with his glory.
this Christmas. I pray that that's, that's going to happen in my home. I hope that happens in your home. That when we have the weight of trying to find the right Christmas gift, when we have the weight of trying to find just the right Christmas card and get the perfect picture, when we have the weight of the Thanksgiving meal, when we have the weight of the Christmas food, when we have the weight of all this, let us let go of that weight, those burdens, those things that are dragging us down at Christmas and embrace his kavod, embrace his glory. I want to close with one more passage, Galatians chapter 4. Paul gives his view of, of that Christmas day. It says, but when, the, but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, so that we might receive adoption to sonship. I love that. As we look at Christmas, and I shared, as an adult, sometimes it feels like a weight. But as a child, it just felt like glory. Maybe that's our, where we need to change our heart. To be able to view all this through the eyes of a child. A child of God. That we would be able to embrace the glory of Christmas. To embrace the, the, the glory of the, of the family and the friends that we're going to be together. To embrace the glory of being able to give a gift and be able to receive one. To be able to receive the glory of the meal. To be able to receive the glory, most importantly, of the message of Christmas, which is Jesus Christ coming to earth for you and me. Paul continues, because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God made you also an heir. I pray this Christmas that in my home, in the midst of crazy Christmas pictures and Christmas traditions, that in your home, in the midst of whatever weight that you have going on, you would be able to find Kavad, the glory of Christmas. Let me pray for you. God, I just pray right now that we would be able to find your glory. God, that we would be able to focus on your glory more than the weight. God, that we would be able to, to see you, to feel you, to know that you are real. God, we lift this up this morning, but also this entire Christmas season. I lift this up for those that are in this room, for those that are watching at home, for those that are away. God, we pray that we would all be able to feel your kavod this Christmas, the glory of Christmas. In your name, 